Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Are You The One Rahapah podcast for episode four. I am Brian Cohen. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, Allie Lesher. Allie, how are you? Um, I've been better, Brian. I'm just kidding. I'm doing great, but this was an evil tactic to schedule a podcast right over the Mets game right now. You evil, evil Yankee fan. Yeah, I have the game on mute. I'm watching it right now. So when people listen to this back, I'll be making some comments about the game. It'll be kind of fun. Spoiler alert if you're recording spoiler, the game. Future spoiler alert, the Dodgers just tied the game. So oh, it's 1-1 I thought in the first. I was making an effort not to curse. So if we're talking sporting events, that's like a different environment. I feel like cursing is more appropriate. So you're really kind of putting me in a trap. I did so much better <laughs> last week, by the way. With the cursing? I think so. I don't really notice you cursing that much anyway, other than if you quote people. Help me, help you, help me. And listen. I think I probably curse more than you that do. That is a fallacy. I, I think I just say it like unknowingly, though, sometimes in my life, though. Oh, maybe in your life. I, I'm not, you know. Even on the show, sometimes I'll say like, fuck or shit and not even notice that I say it. I notice it because I've been making a concerted effort to curse less. But I think last okay. week I was just acting like such a consummate professional that... My business mode <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah, you took over the hosting chair. How did you like the hosting chair, by the way? Well, the thing is, with the with us, we're just having a conversation, right? Right, yeah. There, yeah. And we, I mean, it's like you don't want, I was, I remember when the three of us, did, when Rob, you and I did a podcast, like Rob, and if you listen to this podcast, I'm just knowing this, or maybe people just pick up on this anyway. Um, Rob, for people who are like, what are you talking about? For the like, three people who listen to this that don't know Rob, um, hosts is in charge he's rob of rob has a podcast so yeah, he's the r and r he um he purposely will direct questions to people when there's more than one person on a podcast so that it avoids people stepping over each other so i was trying to do that to make sure molly was included to make sure there was enough brian to make sure we weren't talking over each other um but you know the host can't prevent technical difficulties of people talking over each other. So I just want to clarify last week, really, really apologize for the poor audio experience. We're using a new program. And if I were a listener, that would be meaningless to me. So I won't go into it as much. Um, but we totally apologize. That wasn't okay. It was hilarious, but it wasn't cool. Um, but yeah, we normally you mute Skype. We do these over Skype, not to give Zach Longo any more tips for his podcast, but when you mute Skype, Usually we're all good. 
we couldn't hear anything that was going on when we were muted. And for some reason, this new program records even when you're um, muted. So that was the issue last week. We had no idea until the show went up. Scott St. Pierre did his best to pull sound out and whatever technical term, technical term. So thank you, Scott, for your additional work last week. And we want to thank Molly and Plainview Sue for coming and slaying it. Molly agreed to join us at our time zone. So mm-hmm. we really, really appreciate her help and and everyone who was laughing about it instead of being harsh. So we apologize and uh, we'll try to do better. I like to think that we try to keep up to our technical standards the way our either one's budget is. Like, it's, it's okay. Sometimes there's some fallacies, but it does the job. And that's the way I view our podcast. I got so distracted because I thought you said tentacle standards. And I was like, is there like a Squidward thing coming? Like, what? Ten- tentacle stand? And then by the time I got it, it was over. So there's a very good chance I did say that because I can't speak, which is a weird quality to have for a semi-professional podcaster and not semi-professional at all. Emphasis on semi. A um, <laughs> couple other notes from last week. So <laughs> Kiki um, came from Ali a little bit and tweeted Ain't no shame in my backless shirt game, which again, like every time Kiki announced that she's going to listen to the podcast, she then tweets like an ambiguous reference to the podcast. Right. So, I mean, I guess I'm creeping. Um, You're creeping. At least you don't screenshot things 30 seconds after people tweet them. I do do that. What do you mean? Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, you mean you're also creepy. Oh, yeah. gotcha. I was I thought you meant someone screenshotted you. I was like, was it me? No, I, I wish there was a way, kind of like with Snapchat, where you can find out if someone screenshots one of your tweets. That should God be a forbid. Thing. I usually favorite tweets, so when people tweet us questions or things I want to bring up on the podcast, I'll favorite them. But for some outrageous things that the cast is saying that I don't want to give a favorite to, I'll screenshot it immediately. So just because I don't want them to know and get, give them any credit. So right. I mean, that would be defeat the whole purpose. But anyway, so Chelsea writes LMAO. And the last thing I'm going to do is shut my mouth, which I guess, did I tell her to shut? Someone said, shut your mouth. I think I might have did during the matchup ceremony to pipe down with the um, phrase that I used. Kiki Cooper, this is too funny. Um, No, thanks. Wave emoji, some other emojis. Um, and then this is where it gets juicy. And this is why I did give them the favorites, because if they're talking about us, I'm going to favorite it. Chelsea, nor have I ever dated someone for five years, dot, 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 last tweets, um, which I appreciate her bringing me on conversation. So I said, <laughs> emphasis on allegedly. Um, and then Kiki Cooper, we have been hearing these since the beginning. So we just sit over here like, oh, no, not this again. So what they're referring to is we brought I brought up some rumors that have been going around at the beginning of the show. And so I figured it's only fair to give equal time. Clearly, Chelsea and Kiki deny these rumors. They laugh it off. It's all good. To be fair, Chelsea didn't really deny that anything happened. She just denied that it went on for five years, which I think is also a stretch because she's like 22 years old. So five years is like a huge chunk of her life. Yeah, I mean, everything gets distorted. I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire. There's probably something to it a little bit. But, you know, it's all garbage. It is what it is. Okay. Correction department, nothing? Final note. All right. And it comes to us via Andrew Kirk. Brian, can you see why Allie was so annoyed with Brittany last week and Allie did it get worse with this week? And while we're going to get into this, did you go back and watch that moment that you said you had to go back? The moment of Brittany uh, calling out the fake couples? No. Well, we talked about Brittany being a hypocrite. Yeah. 
because she doesn't say anything when Hannah's saying like, oh, Kiki's over there with Chuck in the hot tub. Oh, who was there? Crap, I did not do that. It's okay. Did you? I got you, boo. I did it. <laughs> Thanks, I, I called you, boo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, I think that's the most irritating thing to be called. Like when, you, when someone's like trying to do it as an insult to be called boo, that oh, was just trying to happened in the wall. episode. But that wasn't an insult. That was like, I got you. No, that was like a friend. That's fine. When <laughs> Brittany was calling Hannah boo, if I, if I was Hannah, I would have wanted to turn around and punch her in the face. P.S. She also wasn't pulling it off. Like it wasn't like. Yeah, it sounded very weird. It didn't. It wasn't working for her. No. But so it was Chelsea, Brittany and Stacy surrounding Hannah. Okay. And I was wrong. I did say that Brittany was the one who actually was heard saying something about it. But Chelsea was the one her, even almost even more ironically was kind of provoking. No one was like shutting it down. And the two mm-hmm. of them, I was probably the most ironic that the two of them were there for that. Um, especially what happens with this episode, right. but just wanted to clear that up. But um curious to just hear in general, how you're feeling about Brittany before we get into it. I was still with Brittany for probably the first half of this entire episode. It really wasn't until the deliberation when she really flipped out on Hannah that I started to veer away from her. I still thought everything she was doing was genuine in terms of calling everyone out, saying you can't really be in love after two weeks. This is ridiculous. Grow up. I still am with her that she was just being genuine. And then I think her exploding at deliberation was forced and not a good look for her. I feel like I'm about to write a thesis statement because then we're going to go into the podcast. But like, So the statement I'm about to support throughout our discussion here in the podcast is that Brittany only does things self-interestedly. And I, I think it's fine. I think she should be. I think you'd almost be a fool not to, especially on a program like this where you don't know these people, you don't care about them and you're going to leave and you're all you have, whatever. But I think she's really only doing things when they suit her. I, I don't believe that she was genuine or maybe she did genuinely believe what she was saying last week. But I don't think she'd hesitate to continue to hook up with Chuck and we'll we'll get into it. Right. Well, I mean, that's really where the episode starts off right away. So we can just hit it right there. Oh, oh, shoot. I'm sorry. The last thing from last week. And that was such a good segue. And I'm blowing it. You know, I love a good segue. Um, we'll just cut but, what you're about to say out and then put it right before this conversation. <laughs> and then we'll go from there. Um, I don't think we can. We're allowed to have any more editing after what <laughs> Scott had to go through last week. Um, OK, so. For the hundredth time, it reminded me because in the scenes from last week's episode, we see again MTV exploiting this Amanda and Ryan blow up. Mm-hmm. Amanda, tw- I'm trying to find these freaking tweets. Amanda tweeted at us that she got reamed because we were like, "Oh, MTV yeah. probably loved this. That you know, whatever they provoked it. They know what they're doing." Apparently, we gave Ryan too much credit because apparently, after the camera stopped recording, Amanda got reamed out by production. Well, for- didn't she say that they stopped recording? Like they reamed her out. I thought she said they stopped. Yeah, yeah that's recording. what I mean. Sorry, oh, like right. at, when they they shut off the cameras. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm no. I was just saying that not, it wasn't like after the fact. Like it was during the moment that like shut down production and like scalded her, and then they picked things up, right? Um, keep going. Say more things. No, I'm kidding. I'm just scrolling through because it's totally. I'll say this. I tweeted. This was a moment, like an eye-opening moment, when Amanda was tweeting with my mom. That I'm like, what happened to this world? <laughs> like, how did we get here? And my mom is tweeting with MTV reality. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> if I didn't favorite it. I'll go back and do it now. Um, do I need to keep talking? No. The other thing I want to say is I did get my um my um the rue shirt it came like the next right. day which was a totally appropriate amount of time for it to ship i just got anxious i, I need shout out to cheyenne i will get into it after the episode but i mean she's so far and away the best person on the show it's it's ridiculous 
So um, early shout out to Cheyenne. Yeah, I mean, we always shout out to her. I love her, and I thought the shirt was great. Looks totally cute. Can't wait to wear it. Um, I have worn it, but like, can't wait to wear it again. Right. Um, and I paid for this again. I just want to say this is not product placement. Um, we're product placement to give someone a shirt who does an audio podcast. It's not like you can. Yeah. Well, hopefully, some people will buy it because I'm talking about it. It's great. Right. Really cute. Um. Okay, so Amanda tweeted, Ryan said, be careful because he knew production would have his back. And they did. Got in so much trouble for that. And I wrote back, I'm shocked. I figured they would love a reaction like that. And she wrote back, F no. I got my A effing ripped in front of every, I'll just say, I got my ass fucking ripped in front of everyone for that. They shut down filming to yell at me, which is what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I said, and, and then they used it in every commercial for the season. They should thank you that she retweeted it. I mean... It is true. It's ridiculous that they screamed and yelled at her over that when normally they would like kiss someone's feet. It's classic MTV. They try to act all high and mighty with everyone else, but then they're promoting it. So, I mean, it's classic MTV. Okay. So to re-segue back in there, they appear to be really excited about the three matches. Yeah. I mean, they're according to Ryan, they're right on track. They're on their way, but the talk, it seems like when they right when they get back to the houses again over the quote-unquote fake couples, I, Rashida, Brittany, and Melanie were all talking that they all need to split up because it's not fair that they're on the outside and with no one to have fun with. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I do get it. I think Brittany and this, I think Brittany and Rashida are doing the best of the girls to an extent in the beginning of how to do what I've been complaining about, which is instead of just bitch and moan that, oh, you know, you, you need to break up. There are too many fake couples. Like we kind of see Melanie doing. Mm-hmm. They're actually like Rashid is trying to dance with Devin. Brittany's making moves with Chuck. They're not just hung up like Brittany was last week with Mike about how he needs to get over it. They're actually demonstrating why they may have a connection and trying to make connections and achieve the matchmaking, pro- like win the game that way, which I think is way stronger than complaining about it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is each one, whether you're, if you're in a fake couple or you're the one outside of a fake couple, you're, everyone's going to have this mindset where if you're in a fake couple, it's always, oh, you don't know how tough it is, so I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And for everyone who's not in the fake couple, it's, oh, this is ridiculous. Everyone's supposed to be playing a game. I kind of lost, almost lost my train of thought. They were just a great catch in the Dodger game. But <laughs> yeah, so it, I mean, it's, it's everyone on the outside of whatever group they're in is going to view the other person as the crazy person. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with you. And that's all I have to say. I yeah. agree with you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. And we'll see you next week. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so th- I was going to go to Alec, who I've almost becoming my favorite guy on the show, which but, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but. Favorite is way more than I'm willing to say, but he had a good episode. Yeah, he had a very good episode all around. Uh, he goes up to Mike, which is what apparently all the all the girls in the house want, is someone to just go up to them and say, I know you guys aren't a perfect match, but I want to pursue things with this person. And that's what he did to Mike about Amanda. Which is ironically what Amanda doesn't like about Alec is that he's this kind of guy. Like he comes up with his like disgusting cigarette as like an architect pencil behind his ear. Um, Sorry, I just had to call that out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he's kind of like, but he's like being sad about it. Like he's not saying like man to man, like I made a move on Amanda or whatever. Like he is asking permission here. And I don't think that's a great look for a guy. I get why he's doing it. I don't think it's a great, great look right now. And he does say like, Oh, if I do open up to her, I don't want to get hurt. It's like, what is Mike going to do? Like sing you a lullaby and will you to sleep? Like, I don't understand what he wants here. It was just a tip. Like he wants advice. All of Mike's reactions though were weird because like, 
I just can't get over the fact he doesn't change like his voice. It's just everything's the same with him. Like when he's talking with Alex, he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. No problem. And then the conventional is saying it the exact same way of, oh, I'm not even threatened by him. So he he can go do his thing. I don't even care. Like it just seems like he doesn't have any sarcastic tone. He doesn't have any angry tone. He doesn't have a humor tone. It's hard for me to get him straight. It's like drunk and wasted. It's All like he's time. just regularly talking that's drunk, and then when he's like weeping in the truth booth, that's wasted. Yeah, I mean that confession. I guess so, but that's that's the issue I have with him. I, I can't I can't settle him. I don't know. I thought in this moment I liked Mike's reaction. I mean, it would be totally unnecessary to fly up the handle. Like we said before, like Alec hasn't done anything with Amanda. He's just like saying I've had thoughts about it. It's like you know he's like you know confessing like I I've had right. like. I've had lusty thoughts and like, forgive me, I've sinned. And it's like, Mike is fun, hysterical. Like it's Alec. Like this is exactly why I'm not threatened by him. Like, go ahead, bro. Like, what do you want from me? And it, it's true. Like Amanda's not into Alec just because of this. So yeah. I kind of understand why Mike didn't like blow up, blow up or laugh or whatever. And it all goes back to the whole thing on the, it's almost you can't really judge anyone on a reality show for the, whatever they do on the first day because the first day of a reality show like this is such a whirlwind for these people that it's they have so much energy and so much like alcohol flowing through them in that moment that you almost have to take whatever happens in episode one and like bottle it and put it aside and then actually judge everyone else from two on see for alec i mean he was such a different person that first 20 minutes that he's been like the rest of the season I'm going to disagree a little bit. I totally get what you're saying, but I've always been a firm believer and I'm going to segue this into something else. I've actually been thinking about all day. So it's not even like, that's pathetic. Like this has been (laughs) on my mind all day, but I, I, I am a firm believer in, we have to go off of what's shown episode one, Alex sucks. Episode two, Alex. Great. Great. If episode seven, Alex sucks again, then Alex sucks. Like I feel like, well, one thing I just, I, cause I think I even liked late in the beginning and then you don't like him. Like the editing has total control over what we see. If they wanted to, us to like Alec episode one, we would like Alec episode one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's like, oh, they're all scrambled. I think it's also situational. If Stacy wasn't doing this with Alec, who knows what Alec would be doing right now. That's fair. You know? So it's, I don't mind changing my opinion week to week. Cause it's almost like they're, this is what I've been thinking about today. So I'll just go into it. Like real talk. Everyone has been tweeting about how most of the girls, like you don't even know me. It's 10 minutes. Anyone who thinks after 10 minutes of a reality show, like, you know me, it's 10 episodes. That's not who I am. The cast knows the truth. It's like Stacy, Chelsea, Kiki, like Hannah, like everyone is, is coming to their own defense about this. And I almost want to come to the viewer's defense as you got like good on you. You got recognized out of however many people who auditioned for the show or MTV was looking at for being worth watching that people would want to come home at 10 PM and watch you for an hour. And nobody's claiming this is not, I kind of am trying to separate us from the people who just tweet like you're a disgusting bitch, which happens. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that that's okay, but not every comment about you on the show like give the viewers some credit, right? Like we watch scripted television. We watch the Hills where they told us it was scripted. We know that this isn't you. And I feel like we have to say this every week, but it's getting more and more apparent on Twitter that they're like freaking out when somebody says something negative about them. We're only given what's shown. It's a TV show. You should like that. People are talking about you. You wanted this. You wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with the blind hate, but if someone's a little bit critical about something you do, I mean, 
you can't just attack us for being viewers that watch your show. I, I could not agree more, 100%. And also, when someone attacks you for something you did, for the most part, like, yes, it's edited, but you did do it in some degree. Like, yes, I know some instances can be completely edited, and it's like, oh, wow, that's totally not the story at all. But in some degrees, it is, because that is what you said, that is what you did. So when you go on a show, you open yourself up to be criticized, especially in the age where you're on Twitter and you interact with crazy people sometimes on Twitter that can shoot you a message at any time. So usually the people who are shooting things to directly at people on reality shows are most of the time, I feel like saying either mean things or like declaring their love for them with no in between. You don't hear someone say like, Oh, at Stacy is like a pretty normal, cool girl. It's either (laughs) she's a psychopath or can you, will you marry me? So that's what you get on Twitter. That's one of the reasons when I'm live tweeting about any show, I don't usually tag the person in it unless they're directly talking to me because it's not personal. Like I understand like you are more than that two second clip of you having a bad day with too much to drink and too little sleep and the stress of being on TV and the pressure the producers are giving you, whatever. Like that's, I try really not to just do blind hate unless I know the person kind of take it. Like Alex seems to be able to like kind of just take it. Right. But it's like we we know like we know and i want to just absolve them of that i understand how upsetting it probably is to get people like tweeting death threats at you because you're on an mtv show and they're like 13 and unhappy but it's just uh, i don't know it's just like really kind of making this hard because i'm reevaluating us as like we're doing a podcast about it and i don't want people to get upset about it to the point where they have to tweet and i don't think they're directing at us but the point where they have to tweet disclaimers about themselves like i love myself it doesn't matter what you think I don't want, basically, we're not being malicious. I no. hope we're a higher standard than that. Even mean <laughs> things I say about someone is always in jest. It's a, like, there's no one, even like the Leighton stuff was last year was sort of like in jest. Like, would I want to be friends with Leighton? Probably deserved. not. But yeah, <laughs> that. but it's always somewhat in jest. That's the thing. And that's what hopefully they can remember. I was having a, a podcaster, podcasting host crisis today, but I do think we're just viewing these people as characters. I'm sure you're all I great. Mean, to, to a degree, again, that's what they are when they're on television. They're not people. They're characters. So When my mom says she is annoyed by the older brother on the Goldbergs, he doesn't tweet at her like the actor, like, what right. the hell? I'm better than this. I'm more than I am on the show. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right. Sorry for that. What, is, what even led me to that? It's just been <sighs> on my mind all day, you know, guys. <laughs> I had to get it out. So segue to... Connor and Kay- Kayla. Yeah, that was cute. I'm sorry. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> I, 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 like, I can't even, like, this is, again, I can't even be mad at Kayla because this is all I built up in my head, but she has legitimately been, like, the most disappointing reality person in my entire life. Oh, we had a question about that, and I predicted where you were going to say that, yeah. and it was wrong. Um, <laughs> keep going. Why has she been disappointing? Just that I she's, disagree. like, too, I didn't think she would be so attached to one guy and that would be her storyline i thought her storyline would be more the amanda storyline and i thought she would be even further than what amanda's been so again it's not like i can't blame kayla like that's just who i just from a 20 second bio on social media who knew i can read someone completely wrong from that but she's more like kind of mellow like i guess she kind of blew up a little bit at chelsea but it wasn't like some overly dramatic uh shtick yeah no i mean that's why um i think bruno tweeted at you about kayla before you watched the episode and i was like you might be disappointed yeah i don't know what i'm like i appreciate the tweet bruno but i literally have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. 
I get it, I think, because we got some attitude from her when she goes against Chelsea, but I agree. I mean, um, it was Rodriguez Alexa who says do you, on Facebook, do you guys think Kayla's the biggest disappointment? She's so boring. I mean, I think she's kind of being like a normal girl who's getting offended, yeah. so she'll go off a little bit, but she's not giving us, like, full-blown crazy. Right. I mean, it's disappointment just because I declared, like, like the Mount Rushmore of greatest reality people that ever graced my television before episode one. So, I mean, that's on me. I mean, I don't think you said that, so I'm going to give you a little more credit. <laughs> that is basically what I said. If you did in our reunion podcast, I no, would I didn't be. say that phrase, but I mean, I, I wanted her to have a spinoff before she ever even said what on my television. So then we get Chelsea, who's, you know, is being, I guess, more intense than Kayla here, yeah. where she's saying, like, if she has to see Kayla and Connor together one more time, she's going to wring that girl's neck. Uh, you're not a perfect match. It's disrespectful. You don't have to sleep with him every night. And I understand why Chelsea's upset because I think she actually is one of the like left out girls who actually does have a connection and feelings for someone. Yeah. Like I feel like the other girls are just kind of coming out of like, nobody's paying attention to me. And Chelsea is coming from a place of, I actually see something with this guy and she's in my way. But Kayla owes you nothing. Like Connor is the one who you should be upset because yep. he's sleeping with a girl every night. Yeah. I mean, if she, if Kayla was doing to Connor, what Stacy was doing to Alec, yes, you could be upset at Kayla. Connor is very much at, if not, I get more at fault. I mean, Kayla is just doing what she wants. She has no connection with Stacy. It's not like they're best friends in the house. It doesn't seem obviously not. It doesn't seem like they are at all. So what's it to her that she's doing that to, with Connor? It's yell at Connor for hooking up with Kayla. It's not Kayla's fault. It wasn't like it wasn't like Connor was saying, no, Kayla, get away from me. They were in bed together, both consenting people. Yeah. And Connor, I mean, we'll get into it later at the matchup ceremony, but Connor leaves a lot to be desired in this episode. I mean, it's like this whole episode is like, where are these guys standing up for these girls? And I know Chelsea can't be crazy. I know Connor isn't totally ignoring her or isn't saying or validating her feelings that they could be a match. I'm sure he's like, yeah, we could be a match. And then he's taking that as like, I'm playing the game. I can cuddle with Kayla. He's just acting like a dope. It's just like, you're not dumb. Pick it up, man. Like stop allowing and or encouraging these girls to fight with, over you. Like later Kayla's getting upset because she really likes him. And he's like, Oh, she's so immature. Like, no, you're pitting these two women against each other. Of course she's going to get upset. Yeah, and I don't like, he said something to the effect of, oh, her lashing out was like not a good look and it's not something that I can respect or something, something to the degree of that. And it's like, she doesn't need to like get your approval of her behavior. Like they were saying, like, it seems like all the guys are saying the girls need to meet their standards. And that's like not a, not a good look for them. Um, the feud continues because yesterday during the show, um, Kayla tweeted, I would love to see bombshell Chels try to push her, put her hands on me. And then the laugh cry face hashtag sick joke. And I guess, I don't know if Chelsea wasn't watching it, but she wrote, I was raised better than that. I don't fight people grow up girl. And Kayla wrote, that's not what you, baby, that's not what you said on tonight's episode. Laugh cry emoji. And I mean, she did say like, she's going to choke her out. Yeah. So, no. then, wasn't there a preseason tweet about someone said to cut Chelsea out of a picture and it would, be, it would look good? Was, I think it was yeah, like Paris said that. Paris said that. Okay, and because yeah, so that that's there's the feud right there. Yeah, it, it it continues. There's definitely factions within within the within cast the area, even the now. Worlds. Yep. Um. So yeah, this is when Kayla. I think we wanted her to blow up a little bit more, but she's just straight up like, I mean, I feel bad for you, but I'm not going to change anything. Yeah. 
And then Kayla gets a great Samuel L. Jackson moment where she's so sick of every effing person in this mother effing house. Uh, I just like, I cried when she said that. Um, yeah, well, because I just love the way they just shot where they just like zoomed out of the house and it was just her voice echoing throughout. <laughs> that was good. Well done. Um, so went from laughing to vomiting with Brittany and Chuck oh, play God. fighting in the pool. Thoughts, feelings, concerns. It's so bizarre. Like, I, I agree. I think it was Kiki who said, like, I did not expect that from Brittany. I did not expect that from Brittany at all. And it was just weird that it was they were doing it with an audience. It was like they're eating their lunch and they were just like, in, but it was almost like having sex in the pool in front of everyone. Whoa, it, whoa, 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 it, it whoa. Was a very bizarre situation. <laughs> I don't know what you do in your personal time, Brian, <laughs> but that was not even close. It was like if they, if they weren't there, it would have led some more. I, okay, I thought it was way more playful. They weren't even kissing. I think they stopped themselves because they realized they have an I, audience I eating their lunch. I think that's a stretch. I, I look, I don't like them either, but I think. I think it was way more playful than sexual. I mean, she took her top off. It was definitely flirtatious. I don't think they were close to doing it in the pool, but you know, it was broad daylight, you know, whatever. It's already the one. But um, one thing is, yeah, I feel like we've been getting a lot more hilarious um, audience shots where like, Oh, when Stacy's like trying to make out with Alec, like there are people on the same couch, like just watching them. Right. <laughs> like It's just like, they don't care. Or the producers are doing a better job of showing us how funny it is. Yeah, I, I do. I enjoy the people's reactions sometimes more than the actions themselves. So that's that's been a lot of fun. What I don't like about this moment wasn't that it was too sexual for me, but was that Brittany creeps me out. Like none of this is surprising to me. I thought Brittany was. Yeah, I got bad vibes from her. Yes, last week, and this is just the same when she's like, "I got an eye on Chuck." I feel like it's just all calculated. I think her ripping her top off, the playful, like, I just feel like she's so calculating and just everything she says creeps me out. Like, uh, her laugh was definitely like a little over the top. Perfect timing. Just small. Brittany's cackle was a little scary. Agree, yeah. disagree. Totally agree. And it's like a, she has a long laugh. Like she laughs for a while in like one stretch. And that's weird. Like it's let out a few haws and like be done with it. Like she was laughing for like 10 seconds straight. And if you try doing that, it's it, by the end of it, you, I feel like you just need a drink of water. You have to be like out of breath. Laughing 101. Brian yeah. Cohen. Professor <laughs> Cohen. Yeah. See, that was a nice little chuckle. That's a normal laugh. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, what do you think of Chuck here? Because Chuck starts, first of all, we see last episode, Chuck's so devastated. He's lost Hannah. He loved Hannah. And now Brittany knows my heart lies with Hannah. But because she's being playful and she's a free spirit and it's sexy, I'm over it. Chuck, Chuck is, I think he's just a definition of just like a free spirit that doesn't take anything too seriously. I will not, not doesn't take anything too seriously takes love super seriously, doesn't take anything else seriously, and just so will fall in quickly, and then will fall out hard, and then will fall in quickly, and then will fall out hard. And that's what we're going to see probably throughout the entire season. We're going to go through this this thing with him like tw- two more times before the end of it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's what I... I think he doesn't take love seriously. He thinks he does. It's back to like these guys being emotionally forward. He put all his eggs in one basket, but... I mean, that just shows how much if Hannah and Chuck were a perfect match, clearly it wouldn't have worked out because Chuck fakes, you know, goes all in. At least Alex owning it. I tell girls what I what they want to hear. I go all in and then I'm out like Chuck convinces himself he's in love with these girls. He convinces the girl they have something real and clearly they don't. 
And he's giving himself credit to the camera. Like, I put my heart in this twice. You know, I got screwed. And it's like, no, you didn't. I don't even think he put his heart in it to either of them. Uh, I think he thinks he does. But clearly, I mean, how do you bounce over? Because what, she's a mermaid and her hair goes over her, quote, breasts that I'm supposed to be impressed that like that would really change a strong connection that you had last week. Like there's no like he I think he was into both the girls and not in some way. But like like what Brittany said last week, there's no way you could be that involved with someone this quickly. So like he may think he was, but he, he couldn't be. It's a, you can't be that attached to someone after like a week. Exactly. And that's why what he said to Hannah last week was wrong. I think a lot of it, too, was about the chase. I think Hannah was resistant to him a bit and she was hard to get. And so he went all in hard. And now that he got her and can't have her, according to the show, it's permission to move on. I don't think he's doing this on a conscious level. I don't think he's like a mean guy, but no, absolutely I mean, not. It's, it's not a good look. Yeah, no, he's probably like a super nice guy that wouldn't harm a fly, but he's just like caught up in the moment. Which is even the worst. It's like, oh, I'm just being a nice guy. But what he's doing is actually hurting her. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset. Um, okay, so then we immediately go to the challenge. But Kristen Kennard brings up a point that I was thinking about as soon as we went to the challenge. A couple of minutes, well, she asked a question that we're going to cover later. But the end result of it was a couple of minutes of pre-matchup discussion would be nice to see how the hell they're making these decisions. I feel like there is totally enough time to even see, to see more strategy overall but to see a little bit of them talking about the challenge, they must go in and say, who's going to match up with who? No, like, is that, unless that's not allowed? I don't uh, understand. I, well, I mean, they don't always, I mean, they didn't know it was a partner challenge. So they, it wasn't like, this is a normal thing that they have that. But I mean, I don't, unless she was like lying, Kayla said flat out before the matchup ceremony, I have no idea who's going to pick me. And I don't understand how they can be at that point. Like they, sh- they should all know who everyone's picking going in. Well, that's the other thing with um, the challenge is, and I think I said this last week, but it's like from the amount of downtime I hear constantly that you have on reality television, there's no chance that you're not shooting the shit in the house talking about who you should match up with in the event that you have the choice. Because the tire challenge, they had a choice that they wanted to arrange that. Unless MTV, like Big Brother style, comes on and says, like, Kayla, stop talking about your match. Like, there's just, it makes zero sense that you would arrive at this challenge. Ryan would say match up and it would be a random race to pair up. That makes no sense. No sense. No sense. I but agree. that's what happens. Yeah. And that's why they're sucking. And we even get Connor saying like, it is essential that everyone in the house makes the right choice here and nobody makes the right choice. Of course. Well, I mean, a couple people did, but. But but this was a challenge, and we'll get into it. You could have determined who you wanted to win. And I actually thought that was happening. Why don't you set up the challenge, and we'll get into it. So the challenge was, uh, they were the guy and the girl were each on opposite sides of a see-through maze, and they had to manipulate a hot dog through it with raw their mouths. Raw hot dog. A raw hot dog. Why it gotta be raw? Are you sure it was raw? That raw? It, that raw? looked... I, again, I don't know what you do in your personal time, Brian, but if you cook hot dogs and they look like that... I okay. don't know. So raw hot dog. Can we get, can we get Amanda to let us know because she's always good about answering <laughs> our questions? Could you let us know? Is it dangerous to eat a raw hot dog? I don't think they were eating it, except yeah, for Mr. Stacy. You might accidentally take a bite of it. I don't, no, hot dogs aren't hot dogs. Like technically all cooked, but it just would be disgusting. Probably. I mean, you don't have to cook them for that long, so there's no way. Yeah. I actually think it's just for heating. It's not. It's not even real meat. Okay. Point <laughs> is, you have to manipulate a hot dog through a maze. Uh, without obviously talking because you have a hot dog in your mouth. 
two fastest times go to a date. If you drop it, you rip it, you laugh, you're done. So I was actually pleased because... So we get. Um, I love. First of all, I love the quickly. I love the vo- the strong voiceover to emphatically say when you're in the house, you're not going to be able to see the maze. I don't know why they yeah. had that, but I, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was um, very. It was, they were all walking away. Ryan was clearly not talking. I think they may have showed his mouth not even moving at the time, and it was just his voice over that. While you're in the house, you won't be able to see the maze. Um. Well, before we get into, I guess Alex Panda Moran wants to know, based on this season, where did this challenge rank for you? This was a, I like the challenge. I thought I was fine with it. I didn't. I, I don't know how I would rank it because I don't. I mean, they're they're all like not that great, but this was decent. I think this is an undeniably great challenge for either one. I mean, this it, is what the challenges should be. Yeah, you pair up ahead of time. There can be strategy. There is room for them to DQ out on purpose, which I thought was happening, but clearly wasn't. Like it's flirty. It's funny. It's quick. Like I thought this was great. Yeah. I was fine with it. I, I I didn't have a problem with it. So um, this was a, a moment where I'm still trying to figure out why Chelsea has such strong feelings for Connor because, or why Chelsea thinks that if Kayla wasn't in the picture that Connor would maybe be more into her because he says like, Oh, I picked Chelsea because I want to be a team player. Like, what are we not seeing again that, that there's a real romantic excuse I, I, me, connection on his side? I caught that also. I mean, it's all, maybe he, I mean, he kind of feels it. At the end of he calls her like, come on, sweetheart. And then like, they're hugging and like, seem like they're pretty close. But yeah, it seemed like it was for him just a pure, we were paired up at a couple matchup ceremonies when we got beamed. So I have to do this. Yeah. It, it, I can't, Connor's another one. It was tough to read. I can't get a sense of how we, what he's into. But like for a Midwestern guy, I don't think it's that like, you know, that it's like darling of the South. Like, I kind of think he could just be that guy that calls everyone sweetheart and hugs everyone and is like just agreeable, doesn't want to hurt anyone. Like, that's the worst type of guy is the guy who hurts people because he doesn't want to hurt them. But like, that's well, it's not the worst of murderers, you know. But um, <laughs> he, yeah. And then, like, I mean, I feel like he's leading her on, but the show is like editing him to look like he's a, it's all good on his end. Like he's being strategic. He's being clear, but I just have to feel like Chelsea's too smart a girl to like, not see what's going on. If he's not giving her any validation, there has to be something. It can't just all be at least on his tank strategic. There has to be some connection between them. Oh, did you catch this? When they were having the fight with Kayla, Chelsea's crying to Stacey and says, he either says he or she keeps apologizing and then it keeps happening. And I rewound a couple of times and I couldn't hear if he, if Chelsea was saying she, like Kayla keeps apologizing she, or yeah. she keeps apologizing. I think, I think I remember that. She, I think she said she, that Kayla keeps apologizing and then it keeps happening. Well, Kayla doesn't I just couldn't so. make out what she was saying, but if you heard it as she, then never that's mind. What, that's what I heard it as. Um, all right. So, sorry, back to the challenge. Quick digression. Is that a word? Digression? I digress. Digress. Yeah. But I said okay. digression, but I I, I, I spelled it right. I pronounced it wrong. What do you mean you spelled it? You had to write down digression? No, but like the way that I said it would have been spelled the uh, same as the right way. <laughs> uh, yeah, back to the challenge. So, um, what did you the, again with the with uh, Brittany? That I'm, I'm also I think I'm as I'm talking, I'm starting to like side with you and that her being a little more uh, strategic in what she's doing because she says something to the effect of you can cut our sexual tension with scissors with virtual. I've never heard scissors be used to cut tension before, but yeah, it seems like she is trying to set herself up for a storyline. So, so you lost talking. me and I'm starting to agree with you. That was like chicken soup for the podcast. <laughs> soul. 
<laughs> I'm starting to agree with you in the fact that I think Brittany is very strategic in what she's doing. Yeah, she's, I don't like her. But, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. That was a weird line too. Um, but so Brittany and Chuck Beast it, which I was happy about because at least that makes a little bit of sense. And then Kiki and Mike DQ, Melanie and Nelson DQ, all these other couples are falling out. And then Chelsea and Connor with an unbelievable completing, just even completing the maze at that height differential right. is unbelievable. And then they, so I, I felt like even those finishes were, were okay. I just don't understand why they didn't pair up the f- four people from the first matchup ceremony. I don't know. I and just, ensure that two of them won. It was a weird move also, only giving them two winners. That was crazy to me too. I didn't even know that because I started watching it live and then we had to go to record it and it glitched. So I rewatched it again today. But when I went watch it originally, I didn't know until they voted that there were only two people. I I thought when they said that only two people were going to win because I thought what was going to happen was only two people were going to finish the maze and that they wouldn't allow someone else to go. So they just had to re-edit it post to say two instead of three. But no, there were more people that finished it. I thought something amazing had happened and like Connor refused to go on the date with Chelsea. Like I yeah, was like, what did, happened? Nothing happened. Yeah, two. I that was just listening. a weird thing, especially with them struggling. Like I thought they would want to give them a boost until I give them two options. It was a weird move. Um, so then this is funny. So we get Zach and Cheyenne's first kind of run here. And Zach is explaining why he likes Cheyenne so much. She's the female version of me. And I agree with everything he said great about Cheyenne. But I just don't know any of that about Zach. So, like, the first thing we learn about Zach is that he thinks he's like Cheyenne, which, if that's true, that's great. Quality he's on a great have. path. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the goal in life. Um, and then this is what's crazy. This was such bullshit. Tyler and Stacy are like making a run to knock out Chuck and Brittany. Why the hell are they even trying? If that is the true order of of what happened. It's like pathetic. I don't remember feeling this frustrated, like screaming at my TV, like drop your hot dog. Like you don't want to get picked yeah. Tyler and Stacy. Like I don't understand how they, how Connor and Chelsea were not in the truth booth this week. Even if they're not a match, like finding out they're not a match is great. That means you're down to uh, three. That means there's like three couples up in the first ceremony and two of them are a match. So. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shoot. I can't turn the page. Someone asked a question about us. I, you keep jumping to like a great point and I put it in the wrong place. Um, oh, um, Rodriguez and Alexa, do these people have any, I'm sorry, Rodriguez, Alexa, does, do these people have any logic? They should figure out two out of four perfect matches from week one. Even if they send two of the wrong couples into the truth booth from that week, they would still get two confirmed perfect matches and would avoid another blackout. No, they don't. And what's annoying is like, I understand people want to try to win to go on a date, but so they should just pick out, okay, who is our top couple that needs to go in the truth booth? Chelsea and Connor. Okay. They are winning this date. Everyone else can play for the other dates, but they, no matter what, they are winning. We have to make sure they win and then go from there. How is that not what they do? This is, and then this is, I'm jumping around, but Ryan then so unconvincingly, they're trying to do like a teaser into the commercial, really making good time on this. Will it be enough? And they're (laughs) halfway through the maze. Deep. Like they're halfway through the maze when he says that. And the the hot dog was literally falling out of Stacey's mouth at the time. So the dates are Cheyenne and Zach and Chuck and Brittany. And then Cheyenne is amazing. Well, before that, we get oh, poor, poor, poor Stacy and poor Alec here. Oh, uh, Stacy saying, wait, 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 what poor Stacy and Alec here? So what happens next is we get 
Stacy, like with her lips on a couch, like inches away from Alex's face. Oh, and I, Alex, like, I meant more just Cheyenne being what the fuck's a manatee. Oh, That's, I skipped that. I didn't write that down. That was just my Cheyenne being amazing. I'm sorry, go moment. ahead. I thought you were no, skipping the date. That was it. I was just saying Cheyenne being being amazing. Just her dry pan delivery of everything. Did you say Great. manatee? Isn't it manatee? Didn't they go see manatee? Ray. Manta, Manta Ray. Ray. Manta Ray. God. I wrote Manta Ray and I said Manta. All know. right. The professor's out now. <laughs> um, he went home for the day. So Alec is like, I didn't come in here to f- try to fake feelings. I don't want to fake feelings with you. Like, I have to give Alec a lot of credit here. Like, he is trying. He's being nice to her. We don't really see him bashing her like no. we saw guys do in the past to girls who are doing this kind of thing. He's just really trying to help her get it. He is spending time with yeah. her. He's not yelling at her. He's not bitching about her any more than just like, is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> he's not I, even saying it behind her back. Like he's saying it directly to her. So I, I there's nothing much more he can do. The worst thing he did was like avoid trying to get the house to make them match up for a ceremony, which I almost think was just to give him a shot and to not lead her on. Like he doesn't right. want to pick her and lead her on. Yeah. I mean, Stacey's saying like, I, it's better when we don't talk. That's not perfect match material. I don't think. I don't think that's the way love works. I mean, that's a tactic. If guys, like, I really don't like you. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah, that's usually the opposite <laughs> way, though. Then he, she says, "Are you gay? Like, you're not my match. Like, clearly, if you're not, if you're not trying to kiss me." And then he says he acts like Oprah because he's so emotional. Yeah, who is Oprah? Like, I, I, I wouldn't have Oprah be my go-to person for acting emotional. Well, it's funny when the quiz, like they do that play along came up. It's like, who is she about to compare Alec to? Oprah had like zero <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's not my go-to. Like maybe like she's like super excited. I would go Oprah for their favorite things, not emotional. Then the piece de resistance or what some fancy words for the worst part of it. He she follows him into she goes into the bathroom when he's in yeah. the bathroom and he's like, can I not even get any peace <laughs> in the bathroom? So I'm saying I have to like reevaluate Alec as just a, like a person. He's, I, he's kind of funny. I like Alec. Yeah, no, I'm not saying anything wrong. This was a great episode yeah. for him. I think he could be doing way worse things to Stacy and it would almost be valid. Like, I know Stacy's been a big tweeter of like, you know, she's been owning it. She's been making jokes at herself on Twitter, but she's also been saying like, I, you know, I'm happy with myself. So it's okay. I'm sure she's getting a lot of hate. It's not worth hate. I feel bad for the girl. I mean, she's probably embarrassed, but Alec could be doing way worse. We've seen mm-hmm. guys on MTV. Are you the one doing way worse playing girls out? He's like really treating her with a lot of respect for the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the only option after such brutal rejection is she's like, well, all right, when you want to come talk to me, you could talk to me. Like, I'm not trying anymore. And like, I guarantee, yeah, believe that. I guarantee a half hour later, she turned around and tried to talk to him again. That's what happens. Because you're stuck in a house. You have nowhere else to go. You can't, like, you can't like, go home. Like, they're in a house together. Yeah, I guess, it, well, in an attempt to make the house less prisony, MTV rewarded them with a dance party tonight. That, I was actually stuck. Well, isn't that the whole thing in MTV that they don't get to listen to music? So well, that's like do, a big thing. They've done it a couple of times. Like, la- well, last season they like took them somewhere to have like a big party. Right. That, that I know, but I, some like in the houses, I know at least for real world, they're never allowed to have music playing. It's just because it's hard for them to record them talking all the time with music playing in the background. Yeah. Well, no, that was a sanctioned event. Like Hunter says, like we get to have a dance party yeah. tonight. So, I mean, yeah, they, they have to do something. 
Um, and then that's why it's always dubbed over with other music and they're never dancing on beat to the music <laughs> right. on. Um, but Hunter, uh, math genius, you must have gotten your PhDs together. Um, one new connection can spark four new connections. Boom. Next thing you know, we've got eight and then we got 10 and we're in the money. Like this is again, his like, I picked the emoji with the tongue out and the wink because it's got a tongue out and a wink. Like if this is the strategic mind behind the whole operation, they are screwed. Yeah. I, also, Hunter's just like way too optimistic for me. Like, so like, I don't want bad things to happen to him, but I need, he needs to have something happen that will like cause him to not be so optimistic. It's because like his line at the ends of the episode was like, oh, I believe we're all in this together. We're a family and we're going to do it. No, I want so I want him to be pessimistic. Well, apparently he's been given several gifts in life, so apparently. he doesn't uh, he doesn't have to worry about much. Um, so this is what I don't understand. For any fans of the league, Devin and Rashid are dancing. Devin lets out a Rashida blast, and uh, they're like getting freaky on the dance floor. He's screaming out her name. That's what I mean by Rashida blast. And Kiki, to her credit, is really not causing drama. Like we don't know what Devin is telling Rashida or telling Kiki, but. They're all having a good time, and I think uh, some other people, well, we do see later that, like, Mike and Stacey are just having a good time, and Amanda steps in. So credit to Kiki here um, for kind of letting Devin spread his wings. But was there anything to this? Because that's kind of the end. We see Rashida into Devin. We think Devin's into Rashida, and then kaput. I I guess Devin just sees her as a friend. That's the only thing I could think of, is that he doesn't think of it anything more than that, because he goes back to Kiki. So I, I think that's the only thing that, w- that would make sense is that Devin just doesn't think of Rashida as anything more than that. But then why does Devin pick Hannah as jumping ahead and not pick Rashida? That's, I don't even mean like Devin needs to be taking Rashida to the boom, boom, room. No, because I don't, I don't think he sees, feels any romantic connection. I don't think he thinks that they're a match. So he's moving on to the next person he's attracted to. Um, I wish I saw a little bit more about like what Devin is like telling these girls to get away with the stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, jumping ahead, I spoiled it. Mike with Stacy in the hot tub. Yeah, so he does his 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 big stripper move, his flaming yawn five second <laughs> move on on her, and Amanda strolls by and wants nothing of it. But he Not, was in his bathing suit. That's, his, that's the excuse. It was five seconds in my bathing suit. So did, did that mean something else happened in the house where he wasn't in his bathing suit? Because I thought I, he was like in shorts last time. Well, I wasn't that his excuse saying, then? I could have been naked. I was in my bathing suit. You're welcome. <laughs> but I mean, Amanda and Mike having drunken fights is—it's just just grab popcorn, sit back, and just listen to fantastic television. Well, this was absolutely tragic because this actually makes more sense. Like, I don't know—I don't understand what the episode was last week, but this now makes more sense from the secret scene from episode two till now, where they were like already falling apart in episode two, and here now we see them completely imploding. And Mike starts getting really rough with her and saying like your match isn't it's clear. There's a reason your match is here and I'm not it. And uh, this is, this is my favorite because drunk Amanda completely caught off guard, but not, not being the kind of girl who's going to like cry because he just rejected her and she's shocked is just saying words in the proper tone to try to do something she's making zero sense but i totally get it and it's just like if i say enough things in this tone and you're disrespecting me maybe i'll think of something real to say and she says words that have a lot of syllables in them like i think she said genuinely a lot genuinely (laughs) disrespected like she's very she sends every syllable when she's drunk it's it's great 
It's my, Amanda, Amanda drunk voice is probably like my favorite voice on the show. My favorite part was talk to me like a man. Don't ever disrespect me and say I'm doing stuff that I ain't. <laughs> the ain't came out of nowhere. It was just like, what stuff? Like that's when Mike was like, what stuff? And I get it. She just so did confused. It. She wasn't going to be like, Mike, that really hurt me. I thought we had a real connection. I'm really upset. It, so I mean, I would have done the same thing. I thought it was amazing. Genuinely I, disrespected. Disrespected is like the go-to feeling on reality shows when something bad happens to you. It's the, you're disrespected. I don't think I've ever told anyone in my life that I felt disrespected by something that they've done. But that's like their go-to line on every reality show. I don't allow people to disrespect me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, no. Nah. So then he actually does disrespect her as a result of all of this. He pushes her. And says, get the F away from me. You know, your trash isn't worth it. You got to get taken out by the garbage man. Which, again, if Leroy is a garbage man, not a bad option. Right. It was, I, it was fun. Until, that's why I was glad it cut to a commercial at that moment. Because it, it was like fun. This is crazy people being having a drunken fight. It's great. And then it like started to take that turn where it was like, oh, please don't let something really bad happen. And then it just like cut to commercials. Like, all right, we're out. This yet again makes no sense. Besides the fact that he shouldn't put his hands on her. It makes no sense that he just flips this switch. Like, this has been their relationship. He pushes her buttons. She reacts. They fall in love. He cries. She yells. They fall in love. Like, it just makes no sense that he would just immediately flip to your trash, get away from me. Like, I didn't, I don't, I still don't get where that came from. And then this was hilarious because... During the commercial, Mike tweeted, like, oh, the emotional roller coaster ride continues. And I almost, like, I had the urge to tweet back at him as though I know them. Like, I didn't. <laughs> but I wanted to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, this is an emotional roller coaster. Like, you're a piece of shit. Like, but I'm like, oh, this Amanda's not my friend. And if that's not her boyfriend who, like, did her wrong, <laughs> like, I don't need to step in here. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so Amanda tweeted, um, cause I tweeted something like Amanda's making no sense. I totally get it. Like respect. And she wrote, what's not shown is he asked me to find my match, but still respect him and us. But yet he doesn't do the same. So again, we're not seeing for some reason why. But he had a bathing suit on. We're not seeing what any of these guys said. So it, the, the production makes it seem like he's trying to find a new match and she's hung up on him. And that's why this happens. But apparently they were both quote unquote hung up on each other and Mike just flipped a switch. Yeah, but I, also, I would say Amanda's at least been shown trying to find more of a brother perfect match than Mike. I don't, have we seen Mike have a conversation with any other girl? Only about Amanda, and then we yeah, see another one right. with Hannah. Yeah, yeah. With Hannah, that was just about Amanda, though. So that, like, I don't understand where Mike, I mean, obviously they're just not showing it, but I don't understand where Mike's looking for someone else. Which, I mean, yeah, we're not getting any of this story here that makes any sense. Um, it's like the story as narrated by Drunk Amanda or something. But like Hannah's that's a, now that's saying... That's a bedtime story. Hannah's now saying to Mike that he, that she's volatile and he's not. And I'm like, since when is Mike not volatile? A very confusing comment that was. And then he like butchers that, you know, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose line. <laughs> yes. He goes, he w- woke up with a clear heart, a clear head, whatever, some other mumbling drunk right. stuff, even though he's awake and sober. Yeah, I caught that. Bad job, Mike. Oh. I-, I don't get it. Mike's got a lot of explaining to do. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, we get to the date after that heartbreak. Yeah, this is actually a pretty cool date. Like something that I would seem like I would want to do. That was my assumption for why there were two matches is that it was like an expense thing. 
I, that's it's probably also a lot of like liability thing to have them underwater in the dark with like scuba gear on probably well, i don't think they'd take a shot like no you know what? Like, let's just do four people instead of six yeah, less people to, die. to keep track of four people in the dark in the water than six i thought it was like we could take four people on a boat and if you want six people we'd have to get another boat and they're like oh fuck that and we'd <laughs> have to hire another person like no 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 right. we'll just do four it's fine yeah but no, I thought the date was was good. I actually thought both of them like seemed like they had pretty good connections. They seemed like they were getting along. Seemed like they would be personalities were clicking. I liked Zach here because well, I I don't know if I buy that Cheyenne sees Zach as anything more than a friend. I think she's being sweet. She's being open. But I don't think she's into him at least at this point. And Zach's doing a really great job to kind of convince her like this is what i like about you he was at tribal council he's pitching his case (laughs) and uh this is great because i'm a big baby like i would probably be really afraid of this and so it is like a bachelor moment where the girl's about to like they're supposed to go bungee jumping and she's terrified and they connect because he's there for her and that's kind of what happens here is like zach takes her mind off it he's funny he makes it fun and then they have a great time so i like them i don't know that i think they're a match what i enjoyed was when Zach said, oh, I think we could be a perfect match, Sharon just wanted, like, none of that, like, bullshit line of, oh, I think we'd be a perfect match. She's like, why? And he, like, made her, made him explain why. Um, for Chuck and Brittany, on the other hand, he keeps calling her mermaid. He's the, she's the mermaid to his merman. And I'm like, Hannah is somewhere watching this, relieved that she's not dating someone that refers to himself as a merman. It's right. like Zoolander. Merman, pop. <laughs> <laughs> man, man like i was just so nauseated by that yeah that that was yeah. i wish molly was here for that line she's probably got shit to say about that man line she'll, she'll tweet it <laughs> um but yeah so what do you think about the chances of uh i guess we know about chuck and Brittany, but cheyenne and zach being a perfect yeah, match no, they're probably not but i think they just be good friends like they seem to get along but they're probably not a perfect match so um we also see them starting to vote who would be your vote here i probably would have voted in uh chuck and Brittany, but not tyler had bizarre logic he said well Brittany looks like hannah so they should be a match but chuck and hannah aren't matches so that was weird logic that he was using yeah uh i don't know i still think sometimes they're hung up on like oh we said we wanted this so if this is chuck's type then they would have accommodated somewhat his physical type but yeah no it was definitely spotty i thought kiki actually had good logic here like i want to know what you think about this This is a little self-interested but in general it is finding a match chuck is still an option out of six people have to be her match so if she can knock out chuck here it's or change his odds a bit it's better for her chances to find her match i thought that was pretty good yeah, no, I agree. Good job by her. That was smart. I didn't even think about it at that at the moment. So yeah, good job. Um, and then Mike, this confused me. He was like, the obvious choices aren't working, so we have to not vote for the obvious choices. So he votes for Cheyenne and Zach. What do you make of that? I, I guess the I don't understand why they're uh, like Chuck and Brittany are obvious, but I mean, if that's such as just going like, well, we've always been doing X, let's just do Y, even if Y doesn't make sense either. It's like George ordering the new sandwich in the opposite. Well, it's like the thing is with this, it's like 
it's not like every perfect match on the last two seasons haven't liked each other. So you have to pick people who wouldn't normally like each other. Like Curtis was attracted to Shelby. He just already had his eyes on Brianna. Like I don't, and Shelby was into Curtis, but she couldn't really make any headway. And then there was that whole like, Oh, Curtis actually was into me, whatever. I'm just saying, it's not like you will be repulsed by your perfect match. So we have to put together people that make no sense at all. Like just because the first person you liked isn't your match doesn't mean the second person you like won't be. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, okay, so then, then we get Alex play for Amanda. It seemed like at first Amanda was into it. It's like, oh, when he's staring at me, he's like staring into my soul. But then it's no, you're too sweet. You're too nice. I need someone who's going to lay down the law on me. And I think that means her perfect match is Ryan Devon. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, see, I read that like he stares into my soul as like he seems so desperate. Like I didn't read <laughs> oh. that as like a good thing. Like he looks so genuine. It's like creeping me out. Um, I didn't think this was a strong play for Alec. I mean, to say, like, we need to move past the physical and get deeper. Like, I couldn't help but hear, like, don't pay attention to my looks. Like, <laughs> and Alec's not a bad looking guy. So I just was like, why are you so, like, ignore who you're sexually attracted to? Like, listen to the sound of my voice. You're getting right. very sleepy. <laughs> like, I thought he was trying to hypnotize her. That was a bit of an interesting play. Uh, but, I, th- I thought he was just being genuine with her, like, being like, we can't just go after whoever we're most attracted to it's got to be something deeper than that but it's like don't play downplay yourself like that like you're i know you're not at all attracted to me i also think i'm surprised this wasn't that appealing to her now i wonder if this happened actually before or after mike turned her down for real but i i think it came after but um Right, like, like, you think she would want to bounce back and do something the opposite of what she just had? Yeah, that she maybe it would be an overcorrection or at least, like, you know, Mike just treated her so horribly. So, like, it's ni- It's almost like what happened with Hunter and Stacy. Like, right. Hunter's not my usual type, but everything he's saying sounds so great. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Amanda's like, no, nah, I don't want any of it, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that no, guy who fair. just treated me like shit, like, yeah. I want I'm that back again. on that train. I want that again. Seconds, please. Um, but, uh... Yeah, sorry. So this is the the shower heard around the world here. We get next. Right? Am I skipping anything? No, we're right there. So Hannah says, can I come in, Chuck? I'm a little cold. And they are in the shower together. And then Chuck says, I don't want her to the camera is like, I don't want her here. But like, how could I say no? Mm-hmm. And this spurred like the most outrageous Twitter response I've ever gotten just in terms of it was to show out of context. Like for example, if after the preview podcast, someone tweeted at me, like you don't know shit, Alex, the best great favorite deserved retweet. You're great. I, I feel like I've been nothing but pro Hannah the last few episodes. And I tweeted what I thought was, a. Um, it wasn't hilarious, but it was a funny joke. Yeah, I got a chuckle out of it. I said, if Hannah was cold outside of the shower, I could only imagine how she feels watching Chuck say he wanted to, to say no on a nas- on national TV, which Hannah later favorited. I get retweeted by a girl who is not even tweeting about Are You the One. Like, I went to her profile and all of the people who joined in after, and none of them had a single other tweet at the time about Are You the One. So I was like, what the hell is going on here? This girl, Kate, retweets. She's fine. Thanks for your concern, though. I think I favorited it. Like, I didn't say anything, and that's fine. 
And then this Grayson kid, I'm going to try to leave their full names out of it, says, you tell him, Kate. And then I'm like, this comment was so misunderstood. Ha ha. Everything's fine. And then another girl, a fellow sister named Allie, A-L-I, says, perhaps you should focus on getting a life instead of bashing Hannah because you're jealous. And now I'm like, whoa, we are. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> like genuinely incredulous. I'm like, wasn't bashing Hannah at all. Actually bashing Chuck, but I'll work on that life thing. Thanks. That's good advice. I, I just thought that would be the end of it. Nope. And then the Grayson kid comes back at me with also work on that profile pic while you're at it, <laughs> which honestly... My profile picture for anyone who doesn't follow me was taken on midnight of my sorority senior year. And I'm rocking such an intense smile that we get a little subtle lazy eye, which for my friends back at Northwestern DG, who I know love are the one like you aspire to do subtle lazy eye. <laughs> like, look at that. I'm so proud of it. I will never change it. Um, the picture, not I don't need eye surgery anyway. Right. Um, no, but I just thought it was like, for a man on Twitter to come at my profile picture, first of all, I loved it. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to act upset by it. I thought it was amazing. I almost screenshotted it and made it my new cover photo again. <laughs> but it's just unreal. I have notes on this somewhere, but I'm just like, I'm like lost track because I just think it's so funny. Um, it's just, it's just crazy to me. It was crazy to me that somebody would come so hard when I did like this could not have been the worst thing said about Hannah that night and my other tweet so I went to their profiles and was like all right where are the rest of the people taking Hannah to task like no the three of them tweeted nothing else the whole night for the most part about this and then um oh, Hannah's friends in in, in well, real wait, life I know who they are so I'm just stalling because I just want to sit with this a little bit longer so no but I'm just like um I retweeted it and wrote, if this is what happens when you're, where is it? I want to say what I said. Well, I screenshotted it so many times. Um, I, I don't even have it. I think I said, like, if this is what happens when you're high on Hannah, like, I need to find out what happens when you're not. Oh, here. Um, whatever. Something like that. And she wrote back, and I tweeted at her, because I kind of wanted her to see this. And she goes, wait, what's happening here? I've never said anything to you. And I said, no, not you at all. Those people got mad at me because they misread my tweet as anti-Hannah. You have some hardcore fans. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. The Kate girl who initiated this wrote back, I'm actually her sister, but I'll butt out. Oh, like, wow. So then Hannah direct messages me, which almost like that sheds a little bit more light on it. But again, I could not have been the worst thing that like that the person who said the worst thing about Hannah, because then Hannah later started directly addressing some real shit said about her. And I'm like, where are the siblings on that? Thank you, though, for stopping by my feed. But where are you on people just saying she's like a slut? No, press anyway, press. she was sweet. She direct messaged me. Sorry, my family gets excited when they think someone's being mean to me. I apologize if it was misdirected. I tried to have an online drama. I was like, oh, I do the same. Didn't realize it's your family. Like, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, like, I guess all three of these are like relatives or friends of relatives, siblings of hers who just like, didn't like what I say. But you know what? Listen to the podcast. My next tweet about Hannah was like, couldn't have more respect for Hannah right now. It's like something like that, like unrelated to them hate spitting hate mm -hmm. at me. I'm just like, context, guys. Context. Right. I loved it. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Um, Hannah siblings. <laughs> that was great story. It's great stuff. 
Um, some other things I, I did tweet. So Hannah tweeted also girls are always so mean to girls, especially online, but the fans of already the one have honestly been so sweet. I feel very lucky to have you guys, which was also funny among all of this. And then she wrote, just kidding. I spoke too soon guys and retweeted someone who said you are very delusional, delusional and slutty. And then that with that random person turned into a whole thing because that girl deleted her tweet. And so then people were talking about it and Hannah was like, Someone said that Hannah roasted her and she could not stop tweeting about that. You don't want to come for me, child. You really don't. I'm mad. This bitch said that that's a roast. I'm really offended. Like, how is that a roast? How sway? I shouldn't have deleted that effing tweet. See what happens when you try to be nice to people. Where are Hannah's siblings on this girl? They only focus on the, the no press people. Yeah, you're right. I'm on another level. Yeah, you're on this level and they're below you. All right, so back to the main issue at hand. I'm sorry to take the attention away from one of the most interesting things. That was a reference about what Hannah said. I don't know if you caught that fully. What happened? (laughs) I'm here and the other person is way below me. Oh, yeah, no, I thought that was great. And I agreed with her when she said that about Brittany. I don't like when people do that same thing, like, get on my level. Unless it's, like, sarcastically, like that BuzzFeed article about the girl who broke up with a 10-year-old boyfriend saying, ding, 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 the elevator's here, get on my level. Unless you're going to do that, don't say it. A good friend of mine sent that to me when that came around and was like, this girl is you. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because she ends it saying like, okay, I won. (laughs) Um, No, well, ask your mom, Plainview Sue, about this. This famously happened on Bravo where I think it was Bethany said to Kelly Ben Simone, like, I'm here and you're here or vice versa. So start on Bravo. Well, she'll just hear this. So she'll be able to go from there. Um, Anyway. Chuck then says, goes right to, so they have an event in the shower. Chuck then says, she takes Brittany aside. And last night I took a shower. She told me she was going to miss me if this was my last night in the house. I mean, is that code or what? Like, is is that, like, I guess they didn't want to say there that like, he's telling her they had sex, but it's like so clear. Like he never mentions she got in the shower with me. He's just like, she was just talking to me. I'm like, did that was, was that just editing or is that really what he said to her? I, I feel like it was just edit. Like I feel like if we didn't say more, it would have came out on Twitter last night. I didn't see anything about like Brittany saying, "Oh, I didn't realize they hooked up. I just thought they like talked in the bathroom." Well, so, no, no, no. She says it later that they like came together or whatever. But yeah, so it, it, must it was just, just a been, bizarre like, way to say it. Like she was just you know being sad in the shower. Right. No, I agree. When I was first watching, I thought like, "Wait, is this all he's saying to her that <laughs> happened right now?" But I mean, yeah, he must have told her what actually. And here's where Britney's psychosis begins because right here is where she shouldn't have just said no problem Bob like Hannah needs to just find her damn match like yes it's a problem if you if you're mad at all at anyone you should say borrow from Amanda that was disrespectful to me I like you if you like me you shouldn't sleep with her or tell me how it's gonna be but of course would a girl on are you the one just go directly to the guy she has a problem with who actually owes her something no of course not let's hate on the other girl who has mm-hmm. no skin in the game and owes you nothing yeah it's it's exactly chelsea it's, it's chelsea kayla it's the same thing over and over again that happens and i feel like that happens on the show all the time also with the girls going right after each other rather than like i guess he could like i know it would be very difficult for chuck to say no i guess in that moment but he still could have said no, so you should be mad at him. Here's what happens if I'm in a shower and somebody knocks on the door and says, can I come in? No, I'll be right out. 
Right. Period. It's not like she walked in naked, shimmying around and saying like, and, you know, jumped on him. She knocked on the door and was like, can I come in? Very easy in that situation to say no. He made it like she presented herself Mm -hmm. naked, like a flasher, showed up in a trench coat with nothing underneath and mauled him. I mean, come on, take some responsibility. If you like her so much, it should be, I still had feelings for her. I acted on them. I want to pursue us. I'm sorry, whatever. Instead, he just throws her under the bus. She forced herself on me. Like, you know, who would say no in that situation? What man would say no? I didn't want her there. You also also have to take things with a grain of salt when someone is honest about hooking up with someone on a reality show because they know it's just going to come out. So it's not like he did this in real life and he could have just swept it under the rug and Brittany never would have found out. Like, she was going to find out about it. So you always have to take it with someone with a grain of salt when someone's honest about hooking up with someone else on a reality show. Right. Oh, like his motivation isn't 100%. Yeah, it's not 100% that he just wants to be fully upfront with her. But I'm just going to jump right into this. Like, I'm skipping Cheyenne and Zach, who said, like, it was great to get to know Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can skip it. Brittany, did you watch the the secret scene or the extended scene? This is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen for so many reasons. I wouldn't, why disturbing? The things that Brittany says and does and the fact that almost no one does anything about it that Chuck, who was so obsessed with her last week, says absolutely nothing, that he allows her to talk to her with such disrespect and talk down to her. Well, she's literally shrinking in the couch. She's not, you know, she's defending herself enough, but she says to Chuck later in another deleted scene, you know, I'm not going to be the person who's going to say something. So you should have been, you know, you should have been there for me. You should have said something. And her expectation wasn't even crazy. Like she was just like, he should have said, don't call her something she's not. He didn't, she didn't say, stand up and declare your love for me. You should have made out with me in the middle of the room and told her she's a bitch. Like she, all she said was like, don't let her call me. Uh, what did she say? I now know who the like, gross hoes are. Yeah. That was vicious. It was, it was just like out of total nowhere. And then he, she says, you are the definition of motherfucking stupidity. And she just gets crazy and i know ellie has compared herself to britney but ellie used her southern ways for good britney uses them for evil yeah i'm I'm with you yeah this was not this this was definitely something that britney wanted to cause a scene about with everyone there knowing the cameras are on her this was like a great moment for her to quote unquote shine to do this and i i loved in the deleted scene that kiki was the one person who like tried to knock Brittany down a bit. Everyone else was, and I guess just probably most of them were just out, out of pure boredom, like egging out, like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair, I probably would have done the same thing, so I can't really rip them that much. Like, I don't know if I really would have stepped, if I wasn't involved, I probably wouldn't have stepped in either. But it, it was a good look. It was a good job by Kiki to try to, like, diffuse the situation a little bit. It's funny because you say you always want somebody who's going to step in, but... <laughs> right, I, I, like, I know for show. me, for me, I wouldn't have been the one to step in. I just would have been eating my popcorn, laughing and egging them along. Oh my god, there's no way I would have allowed this to happen. I mean, the, her body language was sad. Like it was so sad to see Hannah get reduced to nothing in front of a gir- guy he li- she liked and and trusted. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the quote unquote payoff from the quote unquote boring moment of them like really connecting. Is because then when something like this happens, it's not like oh they've only had a connection for a week. So who's Chuck to, you know, pick over them? Chuck had business to say something. And when 
when Hannah calls him out on it later in another deleted scene, Chuck has nothing to say but how the situation affected him, which is dead on from his bio about him being just totally selfish. Mm-hmm. Is he's just like, well, I've put my heart in twice. Like, I'm not doing it again. Address what she's saying, Chuck. She she calls him out and he has nothing to say except yeah, how it sucks for him. And he was saying he was like, oh, he was holding her back. And I love that Hannah called her, called him out on that. He's like, what, what was she going to come beat me up? Like, that? she was obviously not going to do that. So, yeah, no, Chuck, Chuck was definitely... Uh, trying to like he didn't want to get it he it was not a good job by him in terms of not saying anything to defend Hannah I was also pissed at Ryan in the situation just pulled up my notes on this the deleted scene so she says I know who the interesting dirty hoes are in the house which is just like a dumb shit thing to say Melanie applauds like that trend song a baby like just straight over her head clapping and I'm like (laughs) this is why I don't like you either Melanie and then Kiki says don't call her a hoe and Brittany is like shut up you're ugly like oh that hurts like obviously I'm ugly right like please like don't call Kiki ugly that just shows how like grasping for attention uh Brittany is Chuck in this I paid careful attention to how Chuck was acting and Chuck has his head down but he's laughing yeah that's even worse he's laughing Mm -hmm. um so then Ryan the brilliant host of this show he goes to Hannah, is this true? <laughs> and Hannah's like, I don't have to answer to Brittany, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then Brittany's like, the image of maturity is continuing to mock her behind her back. And then she's like, I'm not going to clap, 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 swear, 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 and throw out digs at people. Ryan, you're just going to hop in the shower with Chuck? Like, stop slut shaming her, Ryan. You get paid because these people sleep with each other. And what Hannah did was actually compared to what 90% of people do in this house and totally innocuous and a normal everyday thing. And who the hell are you to allow Brittany to speak down to Hannah like she's trash and then back it up? I and, thought that was disgusting. It's like he, he does only call out the girls for still sleeping with people that they're not a match with. Like, why wasn't it, oh, Chuck, aren't you into Brittany? Why are you sleeping with Anna? Oh, oh, Connor, why aren't you into Chelsea? Why are you still sleeping with Kayla? He does only call out the girls. And I think it's, because he knows if one of the guys snaps, he they would absolutely pulverize him into the ground if it ever came to that. And he knows she can just say that to Amanda or Hannah or Brittany, whoever it is. I think you're giving him credit. I really genuinely, after he said this, like, where's the bitch shaming? Like, why isn't he shaming Brittany for being cold, dirty, like, cutthroat, like, horrible person? And instead he shames Hannah for sleeping with someone that she really had a connection with. And I think he just doesn't even think to criticize the guys. Like, I just genuinely think it's, I mean, I don't need to get into society, but generally like, it does not surprise me that his first instinct is to criticize the girls. Right. Like, I think it's giving him too much credit to think that he's just afraid of the guys. <laughs> I don't think that was giving him credit for that. I don't but know I, that's what I'm saying. It's better than what I think is actually happening, which is okay. that he just is sexist like everyone else. Um, mm. Yeah. And the other thing is, is not only did Chuck not defend Hannah, but he's the one who gave the information to Brittany and spun it the way he wanted it spun. So any way that Brittany's taking it is as a result of the way that um, Chuck told her, which is even worse. Like this is a reflection of Chuck, what Brittany's saying. I'll say this. Hannah then saying all she wanted was Brittany to go up to her and talk to her before pursuing things with Chuck. enough with that like you weren't best friends who you had a relationship now with this guy for two years and you broke up and your friends asking for your permission to date like this is what's going to happen on the show you're going to be with someone you're going to find that you're not a match someone else is going to do it Uh, enough of the people 
needing permission to go after someone else. Like uh, enough of that. No one, no one needs to be asked to, to have your permission to go after your not perfect. No, I, I agree with that. But I also think that Chuck is acting like because he's not a match with Hannah, that he can just act like a complete dick. And it's like, you still have a responsibility to this person that you made a connection with, not to stay with them forever, but to treat them with a little bit of dignity. And he just totally let her like fall off the ledge. I agree with that. Um, all right. So Chuck and Brittany going to the truth booth, not a match. Who Bill Barr again, screwing it up. Oh yeah. I literally tweeted. Let's see. Oh, someone tweeted at us. Um, I tweeted at MTV and at are you the one I responded <laughs> to MTV or are you the ones tweet about like, do you think they're a perfect match? And I was like, why do you always spoil it? The bars? I've never done that ever, but it has become so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hate, almost hate that I know it now. I hate that 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 bubble was popped. Now it's never it's never a, a cliffhanger. I know a lot of people. It's like you can't unsee it. A lot of people have tweeted like, now that you say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jocelyn today on Twitter said, "I pointed this out to you last season. And I might fangirl a bit when you mentioned on the podcast. So you can all blame Jocelyn for pointing it out." No, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's awful. There's no intrigue, and it's getting worse because now that we actually want to, we think these people could be matches. It's like destroying the whole setup. Yep. Um. All right. So now, this is what bothered me. On the, I'm sorry. I'm just like getting really caught up in this Chuck and Britney shit because I really hate Britney. Um, her character on the show. Right. Not but no. But this is the thing: is we're not just like tweeting at her like you're a bitch. Like it's just like the way you did this wasn't cool. You know, whatever. Right. I'm not. I'm not calling her ugly. So we also have more than 140 characters this podcast um which is why i don't use twitter for this um so what was i gonna say oh when chuck's like going into the truth booth it's like he's acting like he has the same connection with britney that he did with hannah and i keep beating a dead horse but it's just upsetting me about how forward he was with hannah and now he's like oh i put my heart out there twice and it's like how could you have possibly after one week had the same connection i just feel like he used her like it just i'm offended for hannah well, you could you could you're right in your corner go for it that's your spot all right so mia pia team britney or team hannah personally i think britney is the biggest hypocrite she clearly has no problem moving in on chuck stating that it's too short of a time they've been in the house for these relationships to be real yet she expects hannah to apologize to her for hooking up with chuck after hannah made a connection with him first so team britney and team hannah uh, this is like a cop out, but I'm Team Brittany for her going after Chuck, but I'm Team Hannah for the way Brittany came after Hannah. I don't think the way that Brittany came after Chuck, I'm even Team Hannah, Team Brittany about. Like the way she did it was so gross and weird and manipulative that I just don't even care. I guess so, but I just I had no problem with her not asking Hannah's permission. Like, I yeah, no I don't think that. that that's the rule. I mean, I think that's like I don't even know. I don't even. I remembered it when you said it, but like that didn't even jump out at me as something. But in general, I mean, the way, whatever, what Brittany did was, like, so not justified. And uh, I'm more just team not Chuck. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I meant to say is, what do you think the future is for them? I know, like, I did see in the deleted scene, not in the deleted scene, in the, you know, next week on, I was still typing. And, like, you know, they're, like, seen kissing maybe. Mm -hmm. We didn't get a lot of clarity. But... They do kiss in the truth booth, and then Brittany says, "Like, oh, I'm actually much more like sadder than I thought I would be." I, I think they'll maybe like the first five or like five minutes with the in the ceremony 
like rehash in the house. They'll like have a talk and they'll kiss. But I, I think Brittany will move on pretty quickly. Um, I don't think she'll be hung up on Chuck or yeah. vice versa. So someone who's not moving on when they're announced not a match, Devin just like flips out. <laughs> he he's one of those people that just he he always has to get a word in with no matter what happens. So I, I just, he just does what he does. I, but he just he he doesn't even care about being right. He just cares about being heard. So. Yeah, the highlight of that was Chelsea calling Devin annoying, like preach, <laughs> like that yeah. was annoying. I'm glad she said something. Um, but yeah, when he's like, we keep doing the same thing. We should have sent in Zach and Cheyenne like wrong. They should have sent in one of the four couples from the beginning. Um, cha 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 cha. We talked about this. Oh, question. So I guess we just go right to the matchup then. Is there anything else we missed? Um, other than just Rashida again being upset over Devin, but I mean we. I guess that kind of leads into the matchup ceremony. Oh, but someone asked a question about that. Somewhere. We can get to that when, when Rashida. I don't falls even think off. I took it. I think I took a different question from them anyway. Um, so Kayla, she said, makes a comment that like that's what you were saying. She doesn't know who's going to pick her, and she makes comment like she's kind of being hindered in the process because she's viewed as being with Connor. Do you think this is valid? Do you think guys aren't pursuing her because they think she's with Connor, or guys? just not into her or are they just less willing to fight than the girls are i mean she's a very attractive so i can't imagine no guy being interested in her but maybe they are just like why even bother if she's not even to give you the time of day like at least amanda seems like she's giving people the time of day that's why i like at least try to do something with her but maybe she's maybe other people have tried and there and she's just like no nah, i'm just i just want connor's i don't want to talk to you I don't know. I just feel like the guys in general, besides Alec, aren't really pursuing girls who are already "quote unquote" taken. This is just there's a lot of pursuits happening. Like it just seems like it's everything from like the first couple episodes of those couples, and then everyone else complaining about those couples. There hasn't been that many new ones popping up. Um. True. All right. So this is when uh, when Alec goes up. It's a guy's choice. And says oh that he like can't fake emotions for Stacy. Stacy is like he puts on an act. <laughs> like, oh my god! Then, Why would he put like, on an act? He's on a show for love. Uh, Why would like, he be acting like he doesn't like you? And then all she wants to do is just make out with him. Oh my <laughs> god, Stacy! Uh, um, poor girl. But, so he picks Amanda, saying that citing her as his first connection, and Ryan so generously points out that Rashida was actually his first connection. Yes, it was. <laughs> And, and, then, and he had many more connections that same episode before Amanda. When, um, when Rashida says, like, you know, I'm not even here. Like, does Rashida still have a thing for Alec or was she just joking? Like, does she care? I think she, I think she was partly joking and partly like, oh, my God, I can't even get Alec to recognize me. So I think it was kind of like half and half. Except they like Alec. <laughs> we're, we're like talking about him like he's like the last choice. It's like I can't even get Alec. Like he was the most wanted guy, episode I one. I know, but it's like I think that she's just like I can't get uh, Devin. I can't get Alec. I'm what like I'm worthless. Yeah, it's like the, she's already beaten down. No, I agree. Right. Um, and then Amanda just totally deads him at the matchup ceremony. There's no connection here. Like I'm, it's almost like he's now kind of being a Stacy to her. A little bit. I mean, not. Not as bad. bad. Not as bad. But there are parallels. There are. There are. What Uh, I like about Amanda is whatever she says in her confessionals, she'll just 100% say to whoever she was talking about at the time. I appreciate that. That's true. I appreciate that. Um, So, yeah, Tyler picks Mel. No one cares. Zach picked 
Cheyenne. Because they're both assholes. That was cute. Everything Cheyenne says is just kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Chuck picks Kiki. Well, this was weird about that is he says he's shooting in the dark. And it's like, no, you're not. Like last week, she was your match. Right. Like they were talking about being a match. That was the whole Hannah issue. So I don't know if Kiki called it quits with Chuck because of Hannah. We just didn't see it. But to say I'm shooting in the dark and then pick someone that you've connected with was, uh, again, Chuck being stupid. I hate you. And I'm just kidding. I like your tattoos. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless maybe maybe that was like edited around and then the time frame wasn't right, but yeah, that was that was kind of odd. But that's that. Uh, Devin Pictana, did we say that yet? And then Mike and Kayla. Not, I didn't have anything for Mike and Kayla. Well, you got to go back to Devin if you want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, well, that's when. All right, so there, I think I saw a question about that with Rashida. Do you have the question? We have a ton about, of questions about right, this. Let's go to that with the conspiracy theory. So this is when. So Rashida starts like crying and like, oh, I can't take it anymore, or whatever, and ultimately walks off on the show. At they want you to see as Devin picks Hannah as though it's a reaction. Right. So Jess Small says Stacy said on Twitter that Rashida had to leave because she was drunk, not upset about Devin. Do you believe this? I know they fabricate drama, but Rashida has already proven to be super sensitive. Not a bad thing, just how she is. Mm-hmm. That tweet is Rashida wasn't even crying over Devin. She was just drunk, but okay. That's the way they set up the system. The way they set this up is hysterical. We all look crazy. AF4 on Twitter brilliantly points out yes. in a series of three tweets, much appreciated. Mm-hmm. When Rashida leaves the matchup, you see Kiki chase after her and Kiki goes past a sitting down Hannah. Now yep. I rewound this. I didn't notice it in the watchback. Did you notice it? I did notice it in the watchback. Yes. Uh, she, she was sitting on the far left corner and Kiki walks right past her. Still sitting. Yeah. When I went back, I'm saying, did you notice this the first time? No, not the first time. Oh no. yeah. Yeah. No, no. And I rewound it. I noticed it. Yeah. Um, but so the edit made it seem like Hannah was already picked and in the process of locking in when Rashida leaves. In conclusion, Devin not picking Rashida wasn't the cause of the breakdown. What was? Cue the Syria music. Um, yeah, I thought this was really interesting after, you know, thank you, AF4, for bringing it up. Yeah, good job by you. What do you make of this? I definitely, uh, I'm under the theory that she was just drunk and, or, or sick. I mean, drunk and sick combination, but yeah. I think that's what it was. And this is one of those instances where it's like, okay, we can't really get, this is purely editing. If that's really what it is. And they're just trying to fabricate a story. Cause I do think that's what it was. It's too, it's too like perfect of a scenario that she's just going to freak out like that over not getting picked by Devin that to be real. You know, I mean, I don't doubt that Rashida would freak out, but I kind of think she knew this was coming. Like, I don't think this was, a shock it couldn't have been like they must have talked about it at some point the only personal experience i could offer here is i went to a live taping of the steve harvey show in chicago and being under television lights is brutal and i almost passed out and had to walk out and i was totally sober at three o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) and i can't imagine being wasted in television lights right (laughs) in the heat of hawaii so i'm with rashida i would have walked out (laughs) That's fair. I mean, that, that, but that's what I think it was. I don't. I mean, maybe it was like a touch of the stress of over not having a guy that's into you at the moment. But I'm sure there was a lot more factors playing in. I, we also see Kiki as they were putting out runs after Rashida. I don't know if you're buying this. I buy it. I think Kiki really does strike me as a girl's girl. I think. I mean, she jumped in. So the, she jumped in for Hannah's 
defense. So I think she'll she would be one of the first ones to run off to help someone out. Um. Okay. So then, sorry, Mike and Kayla. This is when this pissed me off because Kayla says. I still have feelings for Connor. I'll probably be with him tonight. I'm not going to change. And Ryan says nothing. Why? Why, again, did Amanda get singled out? If they didn't want her to have a response for production, why did she get singled out? I mean, I think we answered it last week, right? Well, we that, answered it last week, I thought, because they knew she would have a reaction. Yeah. I mean, they, but, but they again, didn't they, want, but, you're, but then they're saying, Amanda's telling us they didn't want a reaction. So now I'm saying go no, back I again. Think they, have, they, they have to tell them they don't want their reaction, but they do want that reaction. They're, they're, that's exactly what they want. I mean, come on. Everything I hear about reality television production is they try to get the reactions. They try to encourage you to have those reactions. They're not going to discourage you and hope that you're not too afraid of MTV to do it anyway. All these people are terrified of MTV. Like people direct message me and are like, don't say anything, you know, whatever. All last season too, you know, and we don't, we totally respect that. But, um, they're afraid. They want their shot. They want to have a good relationship with the network. So it makes no sense that they would tell them, don't talk back to Ryan if they really want them to do it. Mm-hmm. It's also, I think there's also some degree of, with MTV, their deal, at least with, like, when they, initially when you start on Real World and then with Ari the One, you're dealing with, like, like not to be really mean to these people, but the lowest of low of reality stars <laughs> as opposed to, like, on Bravo, when you're paying, like, the housewives, like, tens and hundreds of thousands, like, you, there's a different dynamic there between Teresa with Bravo and Amanda with MTV. No, that, but that's what I'm saying is they have no negotiating power, so that all the more reason that they would want to do the opposite, that they would want to follow the rules. Yeah, They I, know I so. they're going to owe everything to them. They're their only yeah, hopes of being fair. Simone and being a correspondent. Is she still doing that? No, but one year later. <laughs> I think Brittany is actually like semi getting her career out of this. I see her popping up in different places. Yeah, not necessarily out of this. I mean, she's like hungry, like she she's hustling. But 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 I just think it makes no sense. I just don't understand. And maybe Ryan does talk shit, and they just didn't have time because the Brittany blow up. But I don't know. I'm just still pissed about that. That it's very like not only is it just the girls, but it's only certain girls, Mm -hmm. and they're all doing it. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, and I'm just so sick of this Chelsea Kayla thing. It's all the same. Yeah. This is when you were talking about how Chelsea kind of blows it with Connor. It's like foreshadowing that they're not going to be together anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And then, well, so I'm going to say what they say. Oh, I was. I thought we. I didn't we touch on this. Did we, did we? Yeah, yeah. But no, the overall goal is, and this is kind of back to Connor is like. Is he being fake? Because he says, like, it'll be fantastic to go to the honeymoon suite with Chelsea. And this is almost where he gets it's... caught in his, like, web of lies a little bit because Kayla's like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? But I don't think Kayla is going to cut the cord at all. I think Connor can easily sweet talk his way out. If he, if he wants to sweet talk his way oh, out. I don't of think it, he I wants think... to. No, I think it's over because I think Connor needs an excuse for it to be over. Hmm. I just like... think all of these guys are, are, like, trying to play the nice guy and use the girl like get the girls riled up and then are like oh you're too riled up like i'm out you're not my match right right i'm still a good guy um but yeah so hunter picks rashida and miraculously they still have rashida's handprint on file and uh, they're able to lock it in what a world 
Maybe they can even do the truth booth with one of them out there. I mean, I don't know if they have that type of like system, <laughs> but maybe maybe in a couple of years. The body scan technology. Yeah, yeah. They can do the hands, not the full bodies though. And then some guy with a little bit of a beard and some tattoos gets matched up with Stacy. Yeah, I don't know who this person is. I think some stage crew guy walked on set. <laughs> um two beams. So it's got to be Connor and Chelsea. That's got to be one, right? At this point. Yeah, I mean, especially with just the way the editing's going, I just don't think that they're gonna. There's gonna be enough time to show us all the other matches and another match for Connor and Chelsea. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, the thing with the, that though is you can't always play that because, like, it was kind of like last season where they showed all these love triangles and none of the love triangles, like, or for the most part, most of them didn't even work out. So that's true, but we have no strong leads for anyone else. Like they're the strong, they're, they're the only couple, and we're not even getting beaten over the head with it. Like I mean, we still, were at this place, wasn't it like week five or six when they had the second blackout last season? So like they really, like the last three episodes was basically all new couples popping up. You know that's fair. I don't know. I just also think based on the other four, the other three couples. If it has to be two out of the four from week yeah, one, that they're definitely one of them. Do you have any sense of all the other nine who could be the perfect match? <laughs> I, mean, that, um, I mean, there's nine of them out of picking out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I think sense. maybe Tyler and Melanie only because we've seen a little bit of them and we then they've let it alone. So it's not like there would be a big payout if they went into the truth booth and it was over. So maybe right. there has to be a little bit of a reason we saw them that there doesn't. Yeah, my, um, my pick would just be Chuck and Kiki just on the pure odds that Kiki has the least amount of options left. That's fair. But, but yeah, um, that, I mean, that's like, I don't know. So Alex Panda Moran wants to know, what are the chances that we have our first season where the group doesn't win? I still think they're going to win. At, like all, all you Once they get like one or two confirmed Truth Booth Perfect matches, that's really when things snowball from there and I think they'll get I think they're gonna get their first one next week. I think Connor and Chelsea will go in next week and that'll start the snowball process. So I think they'll still win. So um Style Z pointed out in the comments, um so there's a website that we both have known about before. Maybe he pointed out last season the Are You the One Math. So that does do the probabilities for you and it'll show you the percentages of matches. So once they get more information like they'll start spoiling who the matches are right. depending on what they're, what you consider a spoiler. We try to avoid that, but they, he did send us a chart that you can look at for anyone who, do, who, if you don't want to see the spoilers, just what I do is I scroll all the way down to the next week and then start scroll up like the, the percentage matches. The, I'm sorry. The graph is the last thing on the post. So, or I'll just talk about it. So anyway, it charts, it's like um, a graph showing, you know, the, the X axis is the weeks, the Y axis is the perfect match possibilities remaining. And it shows how season one did eliminating possibilities to win week seven, how uh, season two started with way more possibilities and, and worked its way down to week 10. And then it shows season three and season three is doing way worse than Almost, it's almost doing worse by now than season three. I mean, than season two, which was like a million more possibilities. Wait, so season season three is doing worse? Is what season three it has less possibilities, but is fine is eliminating possibilities at a slower rate. So next week, but depending on how good or bad they do, wow. like season three stands to have eliminated more possibilities by week five. Okay. Um, and, 
let's see, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so the, the website says this is the worst performance of any season so far. They're almost as far away from succeeding as season two, which was much harder with the 11th girl. So there, you know, we speculated before, but this is someone plotting it. So thank you to argue the one math. Mm-hmm. Um, they suck. They're doing so much worse than season one. And they've been doing way worse than season one since week two. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I think that's not, it's not that unbelievable to believe that they're doing a lot worse. So. They're still on pace to finish, you know, whatever, depending. I mean, it could always plateau, I mean, whatever. We'll definitely know who the matches are by like week eight or nine. Like, or the, the internet will know. Oh, it's the internet it of, almost could know now. Like the internet, not, not totally, but I think in the next week of information, mm-hmm. no matter what happens, they'll know at least one match. Or I mean like 90%. Right. But that's not hard. But th- there's a huge disparity between when the internet can figure out from running probability equations to when uh, the TV show finds out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's possible. I definitely, I mean, they're not like totally out of the running of contention. They could still figure it out, but I, they're doing worse. That's all I mean, we can say. It's a, it's a possibility that they're loose. Like my, I was like 98% sure that they would win probably at the start. And now I'm like maybe 95. I still think they're going to win. I guess it's dropping. Um, Alex Pandamaran wants to know, while it would cost them money at this point, would it be more helpful to receive another blackout? No. I mean, I, I guess it's helpful, but you don't want to... You're almost getting to the point where it's not even worth winning. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's like season two. Who knows what season two would have done without those two blackouts? Like, that's really helpful, but when you have the penalty of losing the money, it's like, I think people would just stop caring about trying to find their match. Right. Um, Oh, so we had a great question. So we both omitted something last week. Um, Did I cut this out? Shit. No, I'm going to find this. It was from Kristen Kinnar and I'm going right back to the questions. I keep it up. Um, I guess I accidentally deleted it while I was cutting and pasting. I was writing my rant about, people misunderstanding people on twitter um not writing it taking notes okay kristen kinar also can you discuss what was missed last week the that only three quarters of the potential three out of four of the potential matches from week one matched up last week instead of all four it defeats the purpose of the info they were trying to get i did, yeah i didn't realize that i thought all four did wow that's an atrocious job by <laughs> and a bad job by us i guess too so kayla and zach though didn't match up again which you still get the benefit of the information. Well, you still get the benefit of guaranteeing that you'll have at least one match. Because if you have two matches and you only exclude one, you're guaranteed out of the three right. that one of them are a match. I don't necessarily think it was a bad idea to exclude Kayla and Zach. I guess. Uh, did, did, it was they, a they good did it purposely idea. Though, or did they just accidentally screw that up? That was the first episode we saw them talking about the strategy and them saying you all have to pair up. Maybe that's why Alec was rallying so hard to not be included. And they were like, no, you have to be. We're already excluding Kayla and Zach. Um, But that I thought was weird. I think the biggest, it's almost like that doesn't even come close to bothering me as much as the fact that one of the four of them or one of those three haven't been in the truth booth yet. And I keep saying that, but that's always going to be the thing that, frustrates me the most mm-hmm. i agree um something else that was interesting um kind of like a bit of news so i, I was watching the lead in like the last 10 minutes of this like teen mom special they had like the deleted scenes special that led into oops 
led into Are You The One? And Nessa from Girl Code was hosting. And I thought she was doing a really great job. So Nessa for president and host of Are You The One and any reunion, she was great. But Zach Longo tweeted that there was no budget for an after show. And it was a joke. But I just remembered that we don't have the after show. And then he also tweeted you guys should tweet, not joking, you guys should tweet at MTV, we want an Are You The One 3 reunion. Yeah, I saw that. There might not be a reunion. Well, there is not a reunion, apparently. Right. That right. might not. Like, right now, well, there, right is now no there is no reunion. Right now, there is none. Um, is... How expensive is it possibly to put together a reunion? How expensive can that possibly be? I mean... I guess you have to pay them to show up, but... 90% of them live in LA, so that, got, that has to save on airfare. I mean, just pay out the extra 250 that you took away from them. Break even. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to pull up some tweets that I have or some tweets I have about the ratings. I mean, how much, how much life do you think is left in this, in the show? I think this could be it. Honestly, I don't, like, I'm going to be just going based on like the Twitter following and this, I don't know how great it measures, but it seems like their follower count is not nearly as high as the past seasons have been at this time. That's obviously not great barometer but, but is it at this time i noticed that too but is it actually it just it doesn't seem like it. a lot of them are still like in the 1000s or the 2000s it just seems like the other at least for season two that i remember they were more jumping into the into the 10,000 mark by this time the only other thing i can think of is that like i know this season just started airing in brazil and that's always like a huge mm-hmm. yeah brazil it's probably more popular i think it might be more popular in brazil oh i think it 100 percent is more popular just, like, why is brazil like the hot spot for are you the one that's weird um i'm trying to find this but basically there was a tweet from a f- quote-unquote fan oh here there was a fight going on between zach tyler and this random fan um so and i just closed it so whatever basically he was saying like Zach was like, we have low ratings because we lost, we moved time slots. Like we're still getting our groove. And the guy was like, the other seasons moved time slots. You lost half your audience after the first episode. Like you have nothing. And uh, yeah, I mean, their ratings apparently, I can never find their ratings, but are reportedly in the toilet. Like they did really well in the first episode and then they lost a ton of their audience. Yeah. It's not great. Not great, Bob. Um, but there is a, the casting page is still up on MTV for season four, but that's, that's good, I, guess. I mean, I guess they have to have that in the event that, you know, they haven't gotten canceled yet. Right. Um, I'm really upset about there being no reunion though. Yeah. That's, that's pretty disappointing. This is all, like even more than like a real world. This really needs a reunion. Yeah. Well, so. maybe some of them will come on our podcast and, and talk there about we like go. we had Jasmine last year who didn't get a reunion either. We'll do a uh, 22 person Skype call. Have them all off. Um, another thing I wanted to point out, I'm assuming this is the same style Z from comments who helped us out with the blog. The, are you the one math blog? Um, Gave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Best Ooh. challenge slash Are You The One podcast ever. I'm going to read it just because he gives you a special special love. Aww. I've been following the bus driver's route for quite some time. Immense challenge knowledge and very fun and quirky chemistry with co-host slash tweets. They even go beyond the show with hilarious social media coverage and great fan interaction. So we appreciate that. We also got another one, but there was no comment, so I don't know who you are. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, who continues to subscribe and give us yeah. five stars at... Rob has a website.com slash challenge iTunes. There you go. Thumbs Woo-hoo. up all around. Um, I'm trying to look to see if I favorite anything else. You want to talk about the real world news? 
Uh, well, so there's challenge news. We, we talked about the bloodlines already for challenge, so I guess we could skip past that. But yeah, so real world. We can share is, it again. So the challenge, the challenge is actually going to air, even though the most recent MTV type show was the challenge. The challenge is airing first again. I think I think it's supposed to be airing in the middle of December. That's when it's going to start. And that's going to be Bloodline. So that's going to be like 10 or 12 of Challengers with some cousin, brother, sister, friend, something like that. As I don't know, it hasn't been reported they're partners or team against each other, but it's going to be something like that. But then Real World is going back to Vegas for the third time, which has already started filming. Um, and the twist, the rumor twist? Yeah, the twist is that it's going to be sort of like Road Rules again, that I think basically each week they're going to have some type of challenge to do. And like rumored that the first episode they're going to be like having to skydive to their house. Right. So that's, that's an what interesting you, move. What do you make of that? I'm intrigued. I like it. I like it more than bringing in the, like another one of these exes or the skeleton. So I, I mean, I'll watch. We'll see how it goes. I like it. I like it a lot, actually, just considering like the real world is like pretty boring. And if they have a weekly challenge that no doubt dra- drama will ensue, it's like when they all used to have the same job and like they're late to work and whatever. Like, I, I think it's at least something going on. It relates directly to the challenge, which I'm hoping they're strengthening the real world. They're trying to strengthen the real world to strengthen the challenge and keep that going. So I think that's a good sign. I don't know what the hell they're going to do if Ari the One goes off, though, because, I mean, then they're just going to have to do... Well, that's like, this is a fresh meat season. But how often can you really bring back people's family? Like, just in terms of, for Bloodlines, so now half of their relatives, or their relatives, half the cast, is going to now be eligible to keep coming back. And are you going to have... It's like the, with Blood vs. Water returnees this season, like, the, you know, it's not like Dale and Kelly both got a second chance. Like, how is it going to be like if two people have their cousin and brother and the rest of the cast is just a jumble? How can they do that? Wild and crazy stuff. I don't think that they can actually bring back Bananas and whoever he's with. Yeah, but I could see like, if I think it's like Nani's cousin or sister. I could see eventually Nani's sister basically like replacing Nani. Right, but I, I'm, but I just don't think you can bring them both at the same time yeah. unless it's like a special like this. Mm-hmm. In which say. case, you're not really expanding the cast like you need to in order to it's support. Like hitting, it's like getting refresh on the cast. It's like it's like a time machine. We're sending them back ten years and hoping they're as good. Right, but you're not getting a big enough pool then to replace if you cut. Are you the one? No, then no, where, are you, where are you feeding from? No, no believe the- me, I'm bracing myself for the world of challenge. Real world. Are you the one? Like not coming to an end, but like there's there's. There's an end in sight. It's it's. Not I think like you'll certain. be okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> Bracing but, myself. Uh, I think I'll be okay. I mean, it's getting to a point where I probably just as like a, as an adult probably should look, look to move on, but we'll see. There's um. What was I going to say? No, but uh. And I was going to make a joke, but the time has passed. Um, the other little bit of news that I have, you may have more. I keep getting out of it. Damn it! I'm sorry, guys. Um, this is my version of a technical difficulty, which is just human error. Um. So Devin from the challenge got engaged. So Mazel Tov, Devin. Who? Devin. Who's Devin? Really? I'm like, I'm uh, she came in third. Oh, I was thinking there's a guy. <laughs> and free agents. Uh, like, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was jumped to like Devin as a guy's name. Sorry, no, I that was unclear. But I was like, wait, Devin? <laughs> um, and she also has a new TV show on TLC. 
Oh, with uh, Clinton Kelly about like redoing people's social media dating sites. Oh, so check her. that out. Good that's for her. her. That's all I got. I like that. I like that being like off the channel. So she'll do well there. Yeah, she seems to be doing very well. Um, that's all I have for you. All right. That's all I got. So, right, What's the score the, what happened with the Mets game? Yeah, so the Mets are winning right now 3 2. Daniel Murphy just hit a home run to give them the lead. So Woo-hoo! we'll be signing off. And at this moment in time, the Mets are winning. So if they lose, I apologize. So Not really, though. Let's do the hashtag. No, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. Wow, Grinky and Zach Grinky just sent one to the wall that's caught. All right. So now they're still winning. Um, that would be really funny if they tied it while talking after I just said that. Um, that would be hilarious. So <laughs> funny. Um, damn it. I always mean to jot down a hashtag and I never do. I, I never remember to jot down a hashtag hot and I still doggy do. Doggy style, which was the name of the challenge. Hot doggy style? Sure, we'll steal we'll steal Devlin's name. Hot doggy style. Hashtag. I have a, no, it's not. It's too inappropriate. Um, yeah, perfect. Or we could just hashtag like the final score of the game when it ends. That's be giving our audience a lot of credit that they're watching. Not credit. That's like putting too much on them to have to, on them to have to look up the score. It's gr- okay. it's good enough, guys, that you listen to us. You don't need to watch the Mets game too. Let's no, they don't have to watch it. They're gonna hear this when the game is long over. You don't have to do the work. Okay. All right. We're here to work hot, for you. Hot doggy style. Uh, you can subscribe also at, as I said, robberswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. And you can follow me at Bus Drivers Route. And we'll be back for episode five next week. So until then, have a good one. <laughs>